Hey, if you saw the title of this podcast and you're looking for a sound devices and poetry lesson plan, got great news. There's one linked in the show notes. If you're looking for poems to teach using this lesson plan, just keep listening. We'll go over them. Hey, this is Trent Lorcher, and welcome to the Teaching ELA podcast, where I help ELA teachers thrive in and out of the classroom. In this podcast, I discuss real teaching for real classrooms. Whether it's a specific piece of literature, teaching strategy, or life strategy, I talk about things ELA teachers need. I promise that with each podcast episode, you'll have something you can use today. Before we start discussing poems, poems, uh, sound devices, let's talk a little bit about the levels of understanding, what our goal is when we teach sound devices, when we teach any literary element. First level is something I call the monkey level. It involves memorizing definitions, things such as consonants, assonance, rhyme, rhyme scheme, alliteration, meter, rhythm, onomatopoeia, all those sound devices you may or may not have taught. Now, even a monkey could probably learn this if they had enough time on a keyboard. First grader could learn it as well. Without progression, however, this knowledge is wasted because really, let's be honest, no one's ever going to stop someone and say, give me all your money unless you can define assonance. It's not going to happen. So let's move, let's move on past the uh, Neanderthal level and go to the second level, which is being able to identify sound devices in poetry. This requires more than simple memorization. It's probably not something most elementary students could do. Um, maybe some could. Yet this too has little relevance outside of a classroom. And if the only thing we teach is stuff that's relevant in the classroom, then I think we failed. And that's why I'm, that's why I do this podcast because it helps me really define what it is I'm trying to do in the classroom, and hopefully it helps you. Level three is what I call the scholar level. This requires scholarly aptitude. It requires students to cite textual evidence evidence to support analysis. It requires students to interpret sound devices and explain the author's purpose in using sound devices. This is critical thinking. So although there probably will never be a job interview saying, why don't you break down this poem and tell me how the poet uses sound devices to create mood. It's probably never going to happen. However, the critical thinking involved in breaking down a poem in the classroom does translate to pretty much everything. Remember, we're preparing young kids for jobs that don't exist yet. All right, level four is master level. The fourth level requires students to use sound devices in their own writing to create a specific effect. This doesn't have to be a poem. It could be a speech. It could be an essay. It could be a poem. Poem writing really isn't a thing anymore, let's be honest. It will most likely, uh, most students, uh, I shouldn't say most, uh, this goes beyond, uh, the key to mastery is being able to use sound devices in, quote unquote, the real world. So I'm going to share with you a list of recommended poems with assonance, consonants, and internal rhyme. We have West Beast, East Beast by Dr. Seuss. I know it's a children's poem, but who better to use an example of sound devices than the master? Seuss's tongue twister delights and provides great examples of internal rhyme, assonance, consonance, and alliteration. It is a chance to shatter the stiff English teacher stereotype. Throw in a Seuss poem and your kids will be like, oh, wow, enough of this Wordsworth stuff. You're up there saying, well, Wordsworth and Coleridge are really revolutionary poets. And they're thinking about lunch. But you throw out a Seuss poem, they're like, oh, all right, I get this. I get this. We discussed in a recent podcast, El Dorado by Edgar Allan Poe. 
Poe provides a goldmine of sound devices in this poem. Instructs students to identify O sounds in the poem and analyze their purpose. In addition, El Dorado serves as an excellent example of a poem with repetition. Speaking of Eddie, Eddie Allen Poe, Annabelle Lee. In Annabelle Lee, Poe's use of repetition, acidants, consonants, and internal rhyme make Annabelle Lee a classic love poem. The repetition of the hard K sound in The Eagle by Alfred Lord Tennyson, excuse me, Lord Alfred Tennyson, mirrors the harshness of the eagle's habitat. The eagle makes a great poem for the poetry speed analysis. If you haven't listened to that one yet, what are you waiting for? <laughs> Did that a few days ago. Travel by Edna St. Vincent Millay. Millay uses assonance to replicate the mingled voices on a train. Instructs students to write a poem about an ordinary place that they enjoy, the school cafeteria. Okay, maybe they don't enjoy the school cafeteria. Especially our school cafeteria, because they have to sit like 29 feet apart, like three kids to a table. But back in the day, they may have enjoyed the school cafeteria. It was the chance to meet friends and eat some delicious food. Other places they may enjoy, the halls during passing period, the school bus. We require them to use assonance in addition to other appropriate sound devices. Beat beat drums by Walt Whitman. I've never in my life used the phrase tour de force. It's a cheesy, trite expression whose meaning is unclear. That being said, Walt Whitman's beat beat drums is a tour de force. It's got consonants. It's got assonance. It's got internal rhyme. It's got alliteration. It captures the war pulse like no other piece of writing that I've ever read. Now, I briefly mentioned earlier a Sound Devices and Poetry lesson plan. I link to it in the show notes. But in case you don't have the show notes handy, I mean, do you even know how to get to the show notes? I'm not really sure. I mean, I think I know. On Stitcher, it's easy. Google Podcasts, I think it's... I've never been on Apple Podcasts. I don't even own an Apple. Maybe I should start buying Apple phones because my Android phones keep breaking. It's another podcast entirely, though. Another... With sound devices and poetry, you probably know, if you've listened to more than one of these wonderful podcast episodes, you know I'm talking about a chart. So let's make this a two-minute lesson plan. All right, pick any poem with sound devices in it. The six uh, we've already talked about would work. Pretty much there's literally thousands and thousands and thousands of poems with sound devices. You could pick multiple poems. It's up to you. You're the teacher. I'm just a podcast guy who's also a teacher, but not the teacher of your students. Do the little chart. In the left-hand column, write sound devices. You can label the column sound devices. You can even add a few sound devices in there. You could fill it out for them, give them a head start. Center column, write examples of that sound device. Students need to identify examples. That's level two of our previous sound devices, levels of learning. In the right column, and this is for more advanced students. Students' first poem isn't the one you're teaching today. Have them explain what effect this sound device has on the poem. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 